Welcome to Jurassic World. Welcome to Jurassic World Minute, where we visit Jurassic World one minute at a time. The first show at our marine park begins in five minutes. I'm Brad. And me. And here we are to discuss Minute 15 of Jurassic World. But before we get to that, David, I uh, wanted to uh, quickly look at the Jurassic One helicopter. Uh, sadly, I couldn't find the article on Wikipedia, so I just had to stitch some stuff yeah. here from various sites. But uh, a Eurocopter EC-130, which was used in Jurassic World... Um, Apparently, visitors who brought the adrenaline package um, in Jurassic mm. World would have uh, would have been able to be a passenger of uh, Jurassic One and be given a tour of Isolanubuli from the skies. Believe that they that this was yeah, like you said, it was it was the tour copter. I do remember that. And, and speaking of helicopters, I looked up the um, helicopter from the original or uh, the original movie and discovered that it has a cruising speed of well I forgot what it was <laughs> but anyway it would only take you 45 minutes to get to the island mm. uh, from the helicopter trip yeah so that, that sort of lends lends more to uh, the VIPs and that coming by helicopter and not uh, cattle class on boat yeah whereas the boat yeah I think what was it six hours you and I discussed <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, something four to six hours so yeah yep and, um but yeah, I still find it weird that here it's it's been used here by Maserati, <laughs> and he hasn't gone and got his own helicopter. But um... I mean, he is the like I said in the previous minutes, he is the CEO. So I mean, he he gets to borrow whatever he wants. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It's like it's when the boss comes to when the boss comes in, he gets to he gets to do whatever he wants with his toys. Mm, yeah. No. Exactly. Yep. But uh, yeah. You won't see that there, but head over to Jurassic Dash Peter anyway for uh, a lot more articles. Um, I'm sure we'll get a helicopter one up soon for uh, Jurassic One. Whoa, Zach. Last time I saw you, you were like, that must have been what, three, four years ago? Uh, seven. Seven years, but, you know, close. David, ready to get into minute 15? Yep. As we entered minute 14 of Jurassic World, Claire climbed aboard the helicopter and was amazed to see that Solomon Maserani was following it. As we open on minute 15, the helicopter wobbles as it lifts into the air. Inside, alarms are blaring, but Simon reassures them, I've got it, I've got it. At the 8 second mark, we cut to an exterior shot of the helicopter flying over the jungle, and that Jurassic World theme begins to play. 
and we get a real true love letter to Hawaii. At the 18 second mark, we cut back inside the helicopter as Claire's bracing herself against the door, heaving. Mazzarani looks back and smiles. You look tense, Claire. Claire tells Mazzarani that maybe you should just focus on the controls. Mazzarani says the key to life is knowing that you're never actually in control. And as he says this, Claire points forward. Bird! And a flock of seabirds evade the helicopter. At the 35 second mark, back inside the helicopter, Simon calls like a bird and tells Claire that you should spend some time at the beach. Get some sun. At the 42 second mark, Claire shakes off the comment and says that marketing thinks we could offset some of the costs. But Mazrani interrupts and says enough about cost. John Hammond trusted me with his dying wish and not once did he mention profits. Spared no expanse, he always said. And as the minute ends, Claire says she appreciates it. But there's a lot bigger reality in running a theme park. As uh, Jurassic One takes flight, it sort of shakes and rolls a bit. Um, inside, Simon's repeating, I got it, I got it. <laughs> Trying to reassure him, and more so the instructor, I'd imagine, that uh, he does have control of the aircraft, even though he's taken... Uh, we're having a little issue here getting it into the sky <laughs> in one piece. But uh, next to him, the instructor seems to be doing uh, a little flying of his own there. You can see him moving the stick around and... Mm-hmm. Um, I remember when uh, when the film came out, I think it was Real News Hawaii actually posted up the fact that uh, the pilot, the instructor is in the pilot's chair and not uh, Masrani. So <laughs> it, um, it was just a little movie magic there to make you think that Masrani's the one flying when he really isn't. <laughs> um, and in the back seat, you can see Claire is holding on for dear life. <laughs> Uh, which I wonder I wonder how many times she does take to the air um, although I'm, with what we see later uh, even the instructor's not really used to this style of flying either <laughs> um, as they take off here they sort of head straight over the front of the uh, helipad supposedly down over the bungalows that we've discussed before and T-Rex Kingdom um, yet as sort of Simon struggles with the controls inside here you can only really see jungle out the windows so whether it sort of goes down forward and starts to turn a bit as he's uh, working the controls here, I'm not sure, but a little bit of a error mm-hmm. there, I'm guessing, with uh, what's being seen at the windows. Well, I do know that for the helicopter ride to the Indominus Paddock to work, it would have to have gone north over that big giant ridge in the back of the Innovation Center. <laughs> so that's, that's probably where they went. Yeah, well... I think next minute we'll uh, discuss their flight path because they go a fair bit south as well <laughs> with those uh, Jurassic Falls. But um, mm. this is where we get the uh, sort of the love letter to Hawaii as they're flying and that mm-hmm. uh, and just a great Jurassic World theme here, which um, is perfect. I don't. We get later they cut to the dr- bit of the Jurassic Park tune, which I don't think they need at all. But we're experiencing this new Jurassic World here, not uh, Jurassic Park, but. The uh, chopper banks and drops down into a valley and passes over a bit of a jungle river here. Um, and again, beautiful. Some of the uh, the best aerial stuff we've seen of Hawaii and Isla Nublar in the franchise mm-hmm. so far. And I'm pretty sure in the franchise total. <laughs> I'd have to uh, look at some shots in Fallen Kingdom and see where mm-hmm. we get there. But 
Oh, I loved the cinematography of Fallen Kingdom. I thought it, it made Jurassic World look absolute, or Jurassic, Isla Nublar look absolutely amazing. Yeah, I, I need to watch rewatch it again. It's been a while. <laughs> it's probably been a year. Um, but back inside there, the helicopter, Claire's holding her breath, and someone looks back and says, you look tense, Claire. And she manages to get a hand up and gestures forward. Maybe you should try and focus on the controls. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and that's when we get this great line from uh, Maserani um, the key to a happy life is to accept you're never actually in control which is, um, is great for this film and the franchise mm. in general just the, the thought of control going all the way back to Malcolm uh, in Jurassic Park and it as sounds well like, I was going to say yeah, it sounds like such a Malcolm line doesn't it mm. yep and just as he's saying it Claire screams bird <laughs> and pointing forward again <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that's when the instructor puts his hand up on the glass, sort of, <laughs> as they swerve to Mr. Bird. And it's sort of, uh, without looking further ahead, it may be that, uh, that classic bird appearance that we get here. Because as we cut outside the chopper, um, flying over this ridge, you can see the flock of birds sort of evading the helicopter. And you can, it mm-hmm. sounds like seagulls cawing. It might be some other ocean bird as well, but uh, that flock of white birds flying that we seem to get in every film so far. Yep. That's where they are in this one. <laughs> yep, yep. I was, I was on the ball then. Um, back inside the helicopter, Maserati uh, makes a bird call. <laughs> He's in there making that bird call and continues talking to Claire. Uh, he should spend a day at the beach, get some sun. I, I don't know if that's a ginger joke or... Um, or if he's just saying you should get out and get a bit more air and get some sun. I, I, I didn't want to touch it too much, but the um, yeah, I, I'm not going to touch it anymore. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> um, that's when she starts going through her notes. So marketing thought we could offset some of the costs, and that's where Masroni interrupts her again. Uh, enough about cost. Not once did he uh, mention profits. Spared no expense. He used to say which is uh, something we knew John to say quite a lot mm. in his Jurassic Park years, but maybe not his Lost World years. Um, yeah, so... that was a line that I think a lot of fans had problem with when the um, this movie first came out, just because the last time we saw Hammond, he clearly did not... Uh, I mean, he clearly did not want to park. He wanted a preserve. He wanted... A no interference, nobody nobody touches it since he's the dinosaurs anymore. They get to live on their own island by themselves forever. Hmm. And then we get Jurassic World, and the next time we hear about Hammond is Well, he wanted he wanted the park. Which just does not seem like what Hammond wanted the first time or I mean, the last time we saw him. You know? Yeah. Yeah, and this is this is sort of another one of those little things where I can see this film being a direct sequel to Jurassic Park and not, as Colin said, not sort of looking at the other two stories that happened in between. Yeah. Because that, even Hammond's whole um, going eco-friendly and that wasn't just a spare at the moment. He'd been doing that, even the, the whole um, trip to Sauna had been being planned for months, maybe even a year before the film came out. Um, or before the film was set anyway. And even InGen was working on Jurassic Park San Diego well before they went to harvest the dinosaurs, so um, they'd already been working on construction there to get the, uh, the the facility back up and running. 
I know, I think I remember sometime back then, I don't know if it was official or not, some people were discussing, well, maybe Hammond got a bit senile or um, something like that in his sickness and was saying things that he probably didn't mean. I, I think it comes down to the whole thing with um, Masrani knowing Hammond or knowing his father. There's something... Maybe Hammond knew Masrani's father. There was something there that was on the uh, the website as well, I think. Um, and just Masrani buying that engine after the, loss, the, the San Diego incident. Because, yeah, it, it doesn't it does make a lot of sense in the franchise for Hammond's dying wish to entrust this new company that's going to buy. Because the engine only sold after Hammond died, so I don't know. At that point, he was no longer the head of the engine. Engine obviously didn't go to Chapter 11 after the San Diego incident because they're still around now, even if uh, they'll purchase by Masrani. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's it's a mess. <laughs> Maserati, well, also, Maserati is a much um, more solid company than Engine was. Engine was basically a startup, and they're they're basically banking on Jurassic Park being their big money maker. Mm. I mean, we know that Hammond had the pet. I mean, the uh, what was it the um, preserve in Africa that he kind of basically stole Muldoon away from. But I never kind of. Got that, that. I always kind of felt like that was more of uh, just one of Hammond's little things. It wasn't exactly kind of his big venture. I, th- I always felt like Jurassic Park was Injun's big venture. And so I think that Mizrani is much more likely to survive the lawsuits than Injun would have just because they've got like two dozen more different other things going on other than just Jurassic World. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot bigger. Yeah, a lot more stuff going on, as as Hoskins says later. He's got his fingers in so much tech and so much, so many companies. But uh, Claire appreciates uh, what Masrani is saying, and um, but the reality of operating a theme park requires, and uh, she's cut off by him again, and that's uh, where the minute ends. Um, I, is there anything else we need to add on the whole Hammond thing? No, um, I think we're good. Yeah. It is, it's a bit of a mess of how, how that whole thing... It didn't... You didn't need to bring bring Hammond in to give Masrani the go-ahead to make a new park. Masrani mm-hmm. could have taken... Brought out InGen, seen what they had done in the past, and gone, well, let's look into this and maybe do it ourselves on a bigger mm-hmm. budget, bigger, bigger sort of thing, and go with it. They had all the assets, they had the islands... It's just, yeah, it, it seems just to be a sort of tie-in and the mention of Hammond again, which we have to have in every film. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah. Well, that's another thing. I think that they wanted to kind of include Hammond in a way in the movie, and that was the best way they could find to do it, you know? Just kind of mention him. Because, I mean, we know that in The Lost World, he's not entirely condemning the park but he doesn't it's just not something he wants to do anymore he's moved he's moved past that want and i don't think that making him having a change of heart retroactively is something that people needed to see no 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 especially when you're gonna have you got the hammond creation lab you got the brass bronze statues um 
like the father of the father of the dinosaurs is still here in the film without exactly, mentioning his yeah. name. Yep. But uh, going over briefly to the novel, um, as the helicopter soars over the valley, Claire opens a notebook which shows the new dinosaur's home, a steel paddock in the jungle. So we don't actually get to see what Claire's notebook has here. I'm guessing maybe some screen uh, script notes or something for her for the uh, the scenes itself, but or it might be just a blank page. <laughs> we don't know. But um, not a lot of difference in the novel. Uh, David, that was minute 15. Anything else you want to add before we get out of here for today? Yeah, I think we're uh, pretty, pretty covered there well. All right, lovely. Lovely.